And now, another epically colossal It's a Show special guest interview. Hello, Red Deer. Bruce Celery, I presume? It is the one, the only, Dr. Bruce Celery. (laughs) Now you're a doctor. Got that off the internet, didn't you? I may have. That's where I got mine. Okay. How's the um, how's the connection? Is this a reasonable connection, or do you want to be Skyping instead? I think it's pretty good. It is a slight echo situation, but uh, see what happens here. There we go. I adjusted you. Now talk. I feel adjusted like you're the chiropractor of radio. <laughs> It's a show. It's a show is recorded in front of a live studio audience. That is awesome because I just got back from the real chiropractor of the body. I'm tuned up and ready to roll. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I haven't been to a chiropractor since I left Toronto in 1998. Wow. Now, do you have an injury? Is that why you went? Yeah, my hip hasn't been working out very well and I keep getting pins and needles in my leg. Yuck. Well, you know, when you're 60, this is what happens, <laughs> right? Listen to me. You're three years younger than I am. That's it. How do you know that? Well, Wikipedia doesn't lie, Bruce. Oh, God, you're right. It doesn't. Speaking of which, let's give you the big intro so we can get off on the right foot for a change. Okay. Canadian business journalist, television news anchor, keynote speaker, and coach... Bruce Celery is one of the founding journalists of CTV's Business News Network. He's covered the markets of the economy in depth, both as an anchor in Toronto and as BNN's bureau chief in New York City, don't you know? I want to wake up in that city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Every time I hit that note, I get such a pain right over here. In the tender year of 2009, he founded Moolala, a personal finance training company dedicated to inspiring people to get a handle on their money so that they can live the life they want. His book, Moolala, Why Smart People Do Dumb Things With Their Money and What You Can Do About It, a bestseller, just like the second one, The Moolala Guide to Rocking Your RRSP. Celery, also known as the personal finance expert host on Oprah Winfrey's Million Dollar Neighborhood TV show. It's a reality show challenging 100 families in Aldergrove to increase their collective net worth by $1 million in just 10 weeks. Impossible. Celery is an advice columnist for Money Sense, and he's on the Lang and O'Leary thing and everything else. On Twitter at Bruce Celery, at the website moolala.ca. Bruce, welcome to the proceedings at hand. Boom. 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 I'm reaching you in Toronto, correct? You are. I want to make it more glamorous because people can't see where I am. So let's just say I'm in Hoi An, Vietnam. <laughs> Have you ever been to Hoi An, Vietnam? No, but I'm going there in a couple of weeks. And I'm, you know, before you called me, I was working on my visa for Vietnam. So I think we should just warp distance and time and pretend that I'm already in Hoi An. The guest is always right, Bruce, so you can, yeah. you know, if you want to roll with that, let's roll with that. Let's uh, go with that. 
at last we spoke, I believe you were residing in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, correct? I have made a move, and I moved before the oil price declined. So, um, you know, <laughs> you can't had nothing complain. to do with that. <laughs> it's not my fault. I didn't touch it. Not the man's fault. Okay, you get to work with Amanda Lang. You're you're the fill-in guy for O'Leary, right? Uh, yes, but things have developed since then, and Amanda has left the CBC. She has taken on a new show at Bloomberg, and uh, so I'm actually doing her gig. Diane Buckner and I are filling in doing that show. I remember Diane from, oh boy, this would have been the 80s CTV show. Live it up. Live it up. That's Live it up. Right. I'll tell her you say hi. Absolutely. She's fantastic. What a cool uh, thing to be able to work with her. That's awesome. She is fantastic. I have a nefarious purpose for inviting you on the show. Did I win a million dollars? You did not. I just want to say that no. I love you. You know exactly how to make great radio or in this case, podcast radio. And uh, you're such a good show business guy. And I want to get to the relentless pursuit of Jan Arden. I feel that you and Jan Arden have crossed paths and are buddies, but don't, don't spoil it yet because I could be wrong, but I doubt it. I just want to know about the curious item I saw on your Wikipedia about you working for Procter and Gamble in 1993 to 1998. And you were the guy, the brand manager for Royale Facial Tissue. Is this true? It is true. Why have we never thought about this past. before? This is crazy. I have a past. Okay, so. Uh, well, it was a great time in my life and it was a great place to work. I don't know. People just don't ask me about it very often. Yeah, like I don't know how I ever missed this. My crack research team never brought this up when we had you on the morning show before. But Royale Facial Tissues, so you're the brand manager. You have a marketing degree. Is that your degree? I, ha I have a business degree with a specialty in marketing and I got hired by... Procter and Gamble, or as we used to say, poo and goo. <laughs> poo and goo. And you know, I loved my time there. I was there for five years. I did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. But how I knew that it was time to leave was I was the brand manager of Royale Facial Tissue, and we were working on launching 22 new facial tissue boxes. Wow. And there was Art Deco and turquoise ducks and Christmas wrapping paper. And I looked at this wall of facial tissue boxes and we'd research them with focus groups and quantitative testing and all this stuff. And I looked at them and I looked at them, all these meetings and stuff. And I thought, I don't care. I totally don't care. <laughs> it's facial Someone tissue. Needs to, I don't care. I don't care if these people like the boxes. I don't care if any of this stuff sells. Right. I need to leave now. You lost your passion. Yeah. Hi, I'm Bruce Celery, author of the Moolah Law series of personal finance books. And you're listening to It's a Show, the best podcast in the recorded history of all media ever anywhere. Okay, so that but it was, was a great place. Can you speak to the Pampers Diapers where you were on the oh, campaign yeah. to Pampers well, Baby Dry campaign? That was huge. It was huge. And you're you're old, so you may remember diapers used to be separate for boys and girls. Do you did you know that? Pampers keeps babies drier than cloth diapers. Here's why. Moisture goes through Pampers Stay Dry lining and is absorbed in the padding below. The lining helps keep wetness from coming back on baby, so baby stays drier. Outside, Pampers are waterproof. And there's no washing. I'll take a dozen. Shoes? Uh, no, these. 
Pampers for drier, happier babies. Yeah, so you had separate diapers for boys and girls, and I joined the brand when there were separate diapers for boys and girls, and we, the big, enormous innovation of uh, 1996 was to take Pampers unisex again. Pampers for drier, happier babies. Unbelievable. So this is a huge business. It's a half billion dollar business, right? It's just enormous. And uh, the business was making no money. We were losing market share hand over fist. And so uh, I led this initiative to take us unisex again and improve the product and new advertising and do all this crazy stuff. And uh, we did it. We won initiative of the year from the grocer association and we started making buckets of money and it was great. It was a great experience, but oh my God, it was intense. It was enormously intense. It was an absolutely enormous project. I didn't do it by myself or anything. There was tons of people working on it, Um, but it was a a really intense strategy experience and also project management. Like my God, it was huge. So that was the poo part of Procter & Gamble and the goo is what, toothpaste or what is that? Yeah, yeah, the goo is too. I mean, there's a lot of goo. There's head and shoulders. There's the goo that goes inside the Pampers diapers. There's lots of, there's cleaning supplies, Mr. Clean, Comet, Cascade. So this whole oh, adventure yeah. was going down in Toronto. This is what you were based out of Toronto at that time. I was based out of Toronto. So we were in Toronto at the same time. I was in Toronto from 1993 to 1998. I resided on the Esplanade in a 27th floor condo building, and I was king of the radio world. Of course you were. And you were king of Of the advertising world, man. If we would have known each other then, we would have been like, you know, doing Coke and driving Ferraris, like... Yeah, that's how I rolled. And still roll. Like Leonardo DiCaprio in the Wall Street thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Totally. Oh, man. What a great adventure. And then so you bummed around for the next several years until you started Moolala in 2009 or what happened? What was I do? Well, I didn't bum around. No, I had this like I had this flash of insight on the shores of Lake Panahachal in central Guatemala. Okay. In uh, really, it was December 31st, 1997, because it was New Year's Eve. And I realized that what I really wanted to do more than anything else in the world was be on TV, which makes me sound super narcissistic, which is not inaccurate. But I um, that was the dream. That was the dream job. I really, 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 really wanted to work in television. And I had had that uh, dream since I was 10 years old. So I just had kept avoiding it and dodging it and doing something else and climbing. The the self-help book I was reading at the time said, you're on the wrong ladder and climbing fast. Oh boy. Which is exactly what it was at PNG. I was doing well. I was getting promoted. I was, you know, making good money. And I was having a great time. It wasn't like I'd sold my soul. I was having a good time. But uh, I realized I wanted to be on TV. And so I quit my job. I quit my job and I um, was unemployed. So I didn't have any money. I, Greg, you'll love this image. My six-year-old daughter has decided she's going to cuddle up to me here because she wonders why I'm on the radio. <laughs> so, Abby, I'm doing an interview Hi, on the radio. 
Greg says hi. So I'm going to give you a little snuggle, but then I need you actually to return to your bed because this is kind of me doing my work and stuff, okay? Um, my daughter is the cutest daughter in the world. She's six, and her favorite game to play is Hedgehog. We love to play Hedgehog together. Yeah. So we. Uh, so I quit, and then I got a job quite quickly, actually, as a grunt on this new show for what's now CBC News Network. And I was on the air at CBC by Christmas. So I was on the air in under six months. It was quite crazy. It wouldn't happen that way today, but it happened that way in the late 90s. And then when BNN launched the following summer, I was one of the first people hired. So it was uh, it was a great trip. And then I was at, uh, at uh, BNN for nine years, including three years in New York City. So I would not call that bumming around. New York City, man, what a a place to land in for three years. That must have been awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. We were co-located at CNN. This is CNN. So I would wander around those halls and not only the CNN people, but uh, for a time they did an entertainment show from the new Time Warner Center. And I would always sort of have to go get my makeup touched up at about 5 to 12 because I knew that those celebs would all be in the green room at 5 to 12 getting ready to uh, tape this take this entertainment show live. So there was lots of star sightings and, and, what and about a the, really, really great experience. What about Larry King? Wasn't he taping there? Uh, Larry King didn't tape from New York all that often. He was he had uh, the exact same studio in L.A. Where did he have it? It was L.A., New York, and he had one other one. So his set is very, very simple, and uh, they just had the exact same same set with that map thing all over the place. Talk about a guy who's an innovator and keeps reinventing himself. He's on, what is it now? What, what's the online network? Aura. Something like Aura TV yeah, or something? Yeah, Aura TV, online TV, doing basically the yeah. exact same thing, only he owns the whole show. Yeah, I love the guy. I've read all his books. You'd get a kick out of it. If you've never read one of Larry King's books, they're really funny. Really He's well brilliant. And now, Network Radio's number one interviewer, Larry King. Thank you, Fred Larry, and good evening, everybody. On this Friday night, Saturday morning across America, this is the Larry King Show, coast to coast on Mutual. Our very special guest tonight, we'll meet her in just a moment, is Sarah McClendon. The only thing he's I can't brilliant. stand about Larry is I think he's losing it because he always hashtags my two cents. Everything he does, <laughs> my two cents. And I snapped one day and I tweeted him back. I go, Larry, we know about the two cents. you got to stop doing that. Well, stop. he's on Twitter and he's 102. So good for him <laughs> for doing that. I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to be working at 102. That's area code 703-685-2177. You can start calling in now. If you get a ring, let the phone keep ringing. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hi, I'm Bruce Celery, author of the Moolah Law series of personal finance books, and you're listening to The Relentless Pursuit of Jan Arden. Let's flash back just for a second. I want to ask you about growing up in the 70s and 80s as a kid, and you were fascinated. You always knew that you wanted to be on TV. So was there somebody on TV or a show or a sitcom or a newscast that 
you just wanted to emulate that person. The initial catalyst was leaving Oak Park Elementary School in March of 1981 as Diane Lenz's mother ran up the laneway shrieking at the top of her lungs, Ronald Reagan has been shot. So I hopped on my little two-wheeler, raced home, and sat in front of the television for the next eight hours. I think Roger Mudd was the anchor at the time, and uh, and that was a re- like a visceral memory. So I loved the news. I, you know, my probably my idols were Peter Mansbridge and uh, Barbara Frum with the National Journal combo. And in fact, in university, I wrote letters to my broadcasting heroes, and one of them was Peter Mansbridge. And he, um, his assistant, booked a phone call. I got on the phone call, and he said. Hundreds of people think of writing and asking to talk to me, but almost no one ever does. So I want to make sure you are rewarded for your tenacity, because in journalism, that counts for everything. Wow, what a moment. And, you know, the fact that you landed at the CNN headquarters and everything, you really lived out your dream. I really did. I really have. And I I have to pinch myself with alarming regularity. You know, when I I interviewed the governor general a couple of weeks ago and like, oh, my God, I can't even believe this is happening. So it really has been a rush. Everybody's born to do something. And you're definitely born to do this. You just got charisma and personality. And it is sadly lacking in broadcast television and radio these days i gotta be honest with you well thank you i do have a good time and working on the show the exchange on the cbc i have a producer who says i want you to be yourself perfect and that's fantastic right because especially with the beat it's the business beat and that can be a very conservative staid kind of realm unless you bring some sparkle to it and i have not only permission to, but a requirement to bring my whole self to that. So I'm having a great time doing that show. I also do City Line, which I don't know if you've ever watched um, yeah. City Line, the morning lifestyle show. It's a riot. It is a riot because it's full on fun, frothy amazingness. And I have a great, 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 great time doing it. So speaking of 102, is Marilyn Dennis still hosting that? Ha! She is not. She has moved on to a new show. She is at CTV hosting the Marilyn Dennis show. So Tracy Moore is the host of City Line, and she is amazing. She yeah. is amazing, amazing, amazing. So we, you can tell I got rid of TV several years ago, and we just have uh, Netflix and whatever else we can find online on CBC. I guess you have, yeah. <laughs> I know you're a pop, and you got things to do with your daughter, so I just want to say that one of our most successful relentless pursuits on our past morning show that I used to have in Red Deer was the relentless pursuit of Lloyd Robertson. And we ended up nabbing him, and it was one of the greatest interviews of my career. Amazing. It was awesome. So you would love that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. His funniest story was him and Craig Oliver every year would go to a dude ranch outside of Calgary and be cowboys for a week. God. Yeah. Like one, I said, which one of you was Festus? And... Uh, <laughs> It was awesome. In the tradition of a good, solid, relentless pursuit, we are now searching for Jan Arden. Jan Arden on It's a Show podcast. And I'm reaching out to anyone on my contact list who I think might have crossed paths with this amazing lady at one point or another. I have never met her in person. Uh I know many people (laughs) who know her well and dearly. Uh, now you, re- uh, please tell me you've been pursuing her on Twitter. 
Do you know who I just interviewed on the weekend? Who? Deanie Petty. Oh, my gosh. I have a photo of her and I together. Get out. Yeah, yeah. She was at the City Line 30th anniversary show. Perfect. And uh, she was uh, amazing. I mean, she's she's another former host of City Line. You got to get on the Kickstarter and, and uh, put some bucks in for her cat litter box. 96 grand right now. Their goal was 50K. But they got 96000 bucks, and they got like 30 days left on the campaign. Oh, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> it's beautiful. Jan Arden is one of the funniest people on Twitter, period, full stop. You're no lightweight on Twitter either, Bruce Celery, Mr. Humble, modest guy. If you could throw a tweet her way and just say, hey, from a former Calgarian to a current Calgarian, could you get on with the boys and, and do your thing on? Tell you what, here's my counteroffer. You tweet <laughs> with my handle, and I will quote the tweet and add something sassy and saucy and see what we can do. Deal. Done. We're shaking it. You are the man. Awesome. Do you have anybody in your phone list that you wouldn't mind me reaching out to through an email or whatever contact you want to give me that might be able to help us? Yes, but I'm not going to say that publicly. We'll do that off. You're going to email me. I'm going to email Exactly. You. Bruce, thank you so much for giving up some of your quality parenting time tonight for our show. I really appreciate it. Always a pleasure to have you on. You're a classic. My pleasure. I'm flattered to be here. I hope we speak again. Before you hang up, can you give us one finance tip? I forgot that. You're the finance guy and it's tax time and I didn't even get a finance tip. Yeah. Uh, here's my finance tip. Spend less than you make. I know that sounds like really basic. That's really all you have to do. Most of it just flows from that. Okay. Thank you. Ciao. Bye-bye. You're listening to the It's a Show podcast. My name is Greg Shannon. The whole shoot and match is proudly brought to you by the Jackpot Casino in beautiful downtown Red Deer and openhighway.com. Find them online at openhwy.com. She hails from Leduc County, Alberta. She's a wife to the farmer, a mom to two beautiful farmer's daughters, loves her dog Tess and her 71 El Camino Harriet. And she has her own little jewelry company called Farm Wife Style. And you can check them out online at your leisure at farmwifestyle.com. Kim, we have a lot of mutual friends, it turns out. Yeah, we totally do. The one thing I have to mention too, we have another dog. Her name is Bear. Oh, Bear. <laughs> so I just want to make sure. Yeah, we have a new, we've got a four month old black lab. So I have to thank you for for reminding me of that i'll have to update that little blurb hang on a second i just had to plug in the computer i got the uh emergency power cutting out.com if you don't plug it in the whole thing's going down okay. <laughs> we're good we're good okay and i needed that exercise okay so you test bear but only test one el camino named harriet i got one el camino named harriet yeah nice. you can't replace her beautiful car i got her from my parents when um i turned 16 and then my dad and i just continued to new wheels new hood everything like that so i've had her for a long time i really love her so it sounds like you're from a really tight-knit family oh i totally have a tight-knit family i love my family so much my parents are so amazing i have a one sister only uh, she lives in vancouver she's amazing also she's done so well for herself but my parents are just phenomenal people and um they have no sons there's just two two girls so my dad's love of vehicles he had to pass it on to somebody so we rebuilt um he's got a 53 merc pickup and i built that with him since i was 12 years old we worked on that in the shop i went down every day after school and helped him and uh yeah then i got my el camino when i was 16 and just recently he bought back he has a 71 gmc sprint so we have matching cars and he bought it brand new in 1971 so he just bought it back so he's the first original owner and the fourth owner awesome. it's totally cool so they yeah, must be amazing. proud of you with your business because uh you've got some real business savvy and you 
connected with a company called Distinctive Assets, and this is the company that puts the bags together, the swag bags, for all of the biggest events in the world, like the Oscars and the Grammys, correct? Absolutely. Yep, that's them. First of all, tell us how long you've had your jewelry company. My jewelry business, I just had my one-year anniversary on February 1st. And it's called Farm Wife Style. Now, obviously, being a farm wife inspired this thing. Just farm life just inspired this. Everything about farming to me is about simplicity. Farming is such a down-to-earth, it's very basic. It's a need. Like, it's not a want. Everybody uses a farmer every single day. You eat every single day. And so everything that I make, I feel, is the same way. It's very simplistic. It's very classic. It's not overstated. It won't be outdated very soon. I just like to relate it that way. So that's kind of where it came from. And the name Farm Wife Style is because it's just, it's me. I'm the farm wife and this is my style. Everything that I make is is what I wear, is what I, I carry, what I wear. Um, I make what I would want to give to people as gifts. I make what I would want to wear as my, like myself. Everything about it is just me, my life, and, you know, how I can kind of put that into an art form and share it with everybody else. What are we talking about here? Like barbed wire necklaces with fencing staples <laughs> accents no or? no 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 not at all and that's i guess kind of what you know what that's what people think of when you think of a farmer or farmer's wife is that kind of really country rustic sort of but you know i'm a girl and i like to dress up and i like to go out looking pretty too i like things that sparkle so um what i have are you know one of my favorite things is rose gold and because i have two daughters I stopped wearing a lot of my really nice jewelry for quite a while because when you have little hands and and little fingers around, they pull at them and you don't want them to break. Um, You know, they cost a lot of money or it was a diamond necklace that my husband gave me. I don't want to have that pulled off my neck and broken. So I stopped wearing things altogether. And a lot of my pieces are the rose gold fill necklaces. Um, The charms on them are plated. So the rose gold and the gold fill uh, necklaces and then sterling silver necklaces I have bracelets that are a lot of bright colored acrylic chain bracelets, rose gold aluminum chain. So it's lightweight, but it's still really stylish. The earrings are what went into the Oscar bag and they are a faux druzy stone earring. Pardon me. So they're really sparkly and um, just very classic, very small. Uh, And then I also carry rose gold plated nose rings because I have a nose ring and I love it. And everybody asked me where I got it. So I finally was able to find a supplier to supply them to me. And um, yeah, wow. that's what I have. Let's go back to the bags. So the earrings are <laughs> in the Oscar bag or the Grammy bag? The uh, earrings are in the Academy Awards, the Oscar bag. And then what's in the Grammy bag is a rose gold necklace. So is that Bear? That's Tess <laughs> that's barking. She's the, the little dog with the big bark. <laughs> when will the stars be getting these bags? My deadline for the Grammys was the beginning of January. And um, the deadline for the Academy Awards was closer to the end of January, beginning of February. And so everything I had, I've already shipped off to them. So this company, Distinctive Assets, gets online and searches out people, entrepreneurs like you that got unique stuff that they surmise that the celebrities might want to have. And then they contact you. And what happens next? There's a bunch of different ways, I guess, that they get in touch with people. Um, I actually contacted them to be in the bag. I searched them out. I found them. I emailed them with photos of what I have and told them, um, you know, these are the products that I have. And and I would really love to be able to get into your bags if it's something that you're interested in. And that was back in about September, October. And I didn't even expect to hear back from them. But a week later, 
I got an email back saying that they loved everything that uh, they saw, all the photos that I sent, and they were really interested in uh, getting in touch with me to be in the, the gift bags. Well, that's so interesting. It just shows some farm wife hustle there. Like, I mean, as an entrepreneur, you got to hustle and you got to look for angles. And that's exactly what you did. So you've got two incredible opportunities in this gift bag for the Oscars. There's a 10 day first class trip to Israel worth $55,000. I heard Japanese walking tour at 45 grand, a year's worth of unlimited Audi car rentals for 45,000 skin creams, a female arouser type situation. Um, (laughs) And there's personal training and you, and the vampire breast lift is getting a lot of attention. It's I des- heard about that too. Something to do with blood. Described as the new secret must have in Hollywood. It's said to use blood derived growth factors to revive rounder cleavage without implants. You know, <laughs> as a good friend of mine who's still on the radio said, well, don't they call that a push-up bra? <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, some of the stuff that's in that bag is unreal. I did, um, yesterday I did an interview with the BBC Radio 5 in the UK, and I heard there was a $275 roll of toilet paper in there also. <laughs> what? What's it made yeah, of? Dollar bills? Or what, what's happening? I don't know what it's made of. I have no idea. So oh. they t- they tipped me off about that, and I was just like, oh, that's pretty unreal. But I did hear about the trip to Israel and everything that's in here. I think I think it's a bag that's worth over $200,000, which is pretty unreal. But Have you ever aspired <laughs> to get glammed up that much and go to an event like the Oscars or or the Grammys? You know what? Um, I love getting dressed up. I love putting on nice dresses, heels, doing my hair, all you know, all that kind of stuff. I don't get to do it very often because for the most part, I'm in a tractor or I'm feeding cattle, you know, helping sheep <laughs> give birth. But um, I, I love getting dressed up and going to events like that. If I was invited to go there, I totally would do it. I'm thinking we should hold an It's a Show cotillion for all of our alumnus guests and and fans and then you could dress up in your heels and bring your husband the farmer and uh, we could have a good old time i would love that that'd be totally awesome some of our that mutual like friends my kind of party tammy mm-hmm. and ray bradley shout out and, yeah for sure karma concerts and plus uh corinne shepson and travis sepsi yeah sepsi and uh, yeah, yeah, maybe they'd make the drive or fly in from their new locale in Vernon. That'd be a blast. That would be awesome. Kareen, by the way, used to do your hair, correct? She totally did used to do my hair. That was uh, <laughs> about 16, 17 years ago, I think, back when she was still doing hair and back when I was, you know, a young child. <laughs> and the hair shop was in the metro area of Warburg? I believe it was between Thorsby and Warburg, yeah. It's a heavily traveled route there. It was a fair drive from where we are, but it was worth it. All right, Kim, thank you so much for spending some time with us on It's a Show. Congratulations on your ingenuity and getting your product noticed. And this could be a game changer. I mean, what happens if Leonardo DiCaprio's girl of the week likes these earrings or Beyonce Beyonce or Taylor? Anybody, right? Like, I don't even know. It's, you know, I've said a few times, celebrities are just regular people like you and I, and maybe when they're not being bombarded by the media and dressing up for the red carpet and out at these really high profile events, maybe they really love just sitting down at home and, and having a life that's simple, just kind of like our farm life is. So maybe there would be some kind of a connection there. And if there is, it would be so, it would be so crazy to even think about it. Everything that's happened so far has been just amazing. So just thinking about that makes me, makes me even more happy. Just knowing that so many people out there like what I put out um, to have somebody famous would be just, amazing i like there's no words i i get speechless thinking about it you know the market you got to chase is the cmas and the acmas in nashville 
Absolutely. You know what? And I, I wouldn't mind doing that. I was actually published this past summer in um, Countryfied Canada as Canada's first country music magazine. So I was published in that this past summer. And um, I would love to be in touch with the you know CMAs or the ACMAs. And also in Canada, the CCMAs we should work on because I, uh, they're near <laughs> and sure. dear to my heart, as well as the Alberta Country Music Association, which is a fledgling organization, but it's really ramping up. I don't know if you had a, the chance to see the award show on Shaw. It was on a couple of weeks ago. I did not have it, a chance to see that, no. Yeah, I'm, they're I really doing a great job, and it would be so awesome if you would jump on board one of these organizations like a sponsor and give away gifts to some of the female artists or something. That would be a huge. Hey, you know what? I would love that. Like, if you have a con contact there, then shoot them my way because you're never going to get anywhere in life if you don't ask. And that's how I ended up in this situation right here, right now is I just asked. That's all I did. I've just been asking these past six months, seven months. Um, when my retail sales started to go up, I decided maybe I could do some wholesale sales to some boutique shops and stores. So I just asked and what's the worst that can happen? Somebody's going to tell you no. So if you have information or like I'll, I can even look them up, but shoot me an email and I'm happy to, to contact people like that and, and get in touch because it's obviously close to my heart too. I'm an Alberta farmer. So I'll get my staff right on it. Um, <laughs> I do have one person, but he, you know, I got to convince him to do it. No. Perfect. Kim, I would be remiss in not mentioning the fact that we are currently in relentless pursuit of Jan Arden. Yeah. Are you familiar with Jan Arden's work? I do know Jan, like the musician Jan Arden you're meaning, right? Uh, that is correct. Not, yes, yeah. yes. A relentless pursuit is a fun kind of six degrees of separation style game where we just keep contacting people and asking them to tweet on our behalf and seeing if they know anybody who might know someone that is close to Jan Arden that would invite her directly to be on the show with us. That's all it is. It's not stalking. Absolutely. We've been accused of stalking sometimes, but I'll tweet that out for you. So in your history of being a mogul in the jewelry and the agriculture industry, you've never run across Jan Arden. I've never run across Jan Arden. No. That is disappointing. I got to be honest with you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to let you down that I don't know a celebrity. <laughs> but if you could tweet on our behalf and invite her to come on It's a Show, then I would consider the slate clean for you and I. That'd be good. Hey, absolutely. I don't mind tweeting that out at all. Kim, thanks so much for your time on the podcast. Farmwifestyle.com is the place you want to go. You're looking for a unique gift idea for somebody in the family. Graduation's coming up. This would be perfect. And that really, it makes, totally makes really awesome gifts. Price points are perfect for gifts but you just got to stick with it you know yeah. i have a sign in my house i made this sign it says the dream is free but the hustle is sold separately <laughs> and i look at it every day because it's one of my favorite 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 sayings and um yeah i've looked at it every single day for the past almost a year i made it a year ago and hung it up on uh, my staircase so i walk past it every single day when i wake up when i go to bed and you just got to keep that in the back of your mind just keep on going as hard as it gets the negative can bring you down so hard and you just have to you just have to get past that you yeah. just got to get them out of your life i really appreciate your time <laughs> hey thank you so much greg yeah. it was really nice to talk to you it's a show brought to you by openhighway.com that's open hwy.com and our pals at the world famous jackpot casino in beautiful downtown red deer where winners play jpcasino.ca at it's a show pod on instagram and twitter and it's a show podcast on facebook thanks for listening we'll see you next time <laughs>